Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFLs. My name is Jacob Wilkinson, and that's usually where my podcasting partner in crime, Andrew Wade, would say his little bit, but he's not with me here today. I'm doing something new, um, another new NFLs thing. I know we've been doing a lot of that recently. This is called a NFLs Extra Point. Basically, during the offseason, uh, because we're only doing monthly episodes, I was thinking that Every now and then, maybe each of us will drop a couple. Like if one of us is super into a topic and just can't wait for the next episode or it's like too relevant to wait for the next episode, then we'll drop one of these little extra points and it'll just be one of us kind of ranting on a topic, very low editing, all that good stuff. So I'm doing one and I'm sure you can guess why. Um, Obviously, the topic I want to talk about right now is the Broncos because this offseason is looking incredible for my Denver Broncos. I'm sure you guys are not surprised I feel that way. Um, We talked on the last episode of NFL's Fourth and Goal about how unrealistic Aaron Rodgers was starting to look for me. And, um, of course, it was true as Andrew predicted and I co-signed. He re-signed with Green Bay. So, as soon as that happened... I jokingly texted Drew, okay, well, I guess we're switching back to Russell Wilson because I did mention in December that the Russell Wilson rumors were afloat and I was into them. Um, but I didn't think that it was going to actually happen. I actually thought Russ resigning with the Hawks was more likely than Aaron Rodgers resigning with Green Bay, um, at least for most of this offseason, I felt that way. So... I was not expecting it, certainly didn't expect it that quickly, because Drew texted me like 20 seconds, not seconds, 20 minutes later, and was like, holy crap, I checked the news, and holy crap, I mean, this is awesome, awesome news. Obviously, my Denver Broncos have been in quarterback hell for the last five years. I think that that's like very public knowledge. We're on the second longest playoff drought in the league behind the Jets. Now, I know like... A lot of people would probably point out that we're bottom five in Super Bowl drought, and that is true. You know, we're still like one of the most recent Super Bowl champions, but you know, we are on one of the longest playoff droughts in the league right now. And I think that it is largely due to the fact that just ever since we lost Peyton Manning, time and time again, we haven't been able to find a quarterback that we could use to our advantage. Um, But I am just so excited about our future right now. I think that Russ is almost certainly going to outlive this two-year contract. I'd say there's like an 80% chance we're going to get him for more than this two-year contract. And I'd say there's probably a like odds north of 50 that we're going to get five plus years of Russ on this team. And by that point... The draft capital that has been given up is completely worth it. So I I think that like a lot of people talk about like, oh my God, I've seen so much talk about the draft capital that the Broncos gave up in this trade. And I understand it is a lot. However, a couple of things. Number one, George Patton um, has done an amazing job as GM and has hoarded a lot of picks. We're going to come back to him in a minute, but has hoarded tons of picks with multiple trades over the course of the season. I think at one point we had 13 picks in the draft or something like that. Um, And two, I think that I just, I favored the QB in the hand over like the proverbial one in the draft bush. Um, Russell Wilson is a proven quarterback. He still has a lot in him. He's like nine 
years younger than Aaron Rodgers, who just had back-to-back MVP seasons. So I think Russell Wilson can kill it in Denver, have a completely second like phase of his career in the city. Um, and, you know, sure, like, I, I always make this joke about, like, oh, with what about those draft picks? You could get someone like Russell Wilson. Because, like, that is what, like... That is what a draft picks could be, you know, like you could find someone like Russell Wilson, but I think that it's smarter to just take the bet on Russell Wilson. And also, given like what the draft looks like this year, I'd be willing to bet that by the time Russell Wilson has retired, what these picks could have looked like for Denver or what they did look like for Seattle, whatever those like five players are, I guarantee like people will still feel like Russell Wilson was the better end of that deal. So I I don't care about the draft capital personally. Also, I want to say that I thought Fant was already sort of a suboptimal choice versus Albert O as our tight end alongside like uh, drafting a rookie tight end in this draft. And I think that that's almost certainly what we're going to be doing now. I was hoping that was going to be our plan anyway. So Fant being a part of this trade, not a problem. I am going to miss Shelby Harris, obviously. He's an amazing defensive player and a key to our locker room culture. But, you know, you, you have to make sacrifices in trades. I I think that one hurts the most, but with Vaughn returning and now like with how stacked we are on offense, I think that most of this draft is going to be focused around the defense anyway. And so I'm, I'm really not worried about losing Shelby, but I am going to miss him, obviously. But yeah, I think our receiving core right now are looking like all-star assets. I think most people would agree that Judy, Sutton, Patrick, and Hamler are like the receiving core, wide receiver one through four set with probably the most potential of any of the young receiving cords in the league right now. Also, I think Javante Williams is looking like an incredible asset. And I think our defense is looking great, but I think that under the leadership of Teddy Bridgewater and um, <laughs> I, I've already blocked his name out of my head, <laughs> but yeah, I think under the leadership of Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater, just none of these assets were being used very well. Jerry Judy, in my opinion, is one of the best route runners in the league already. And he was being used as a decoy, like almost exclusively in the Teddy Bridgewater offense. Also, our defense was covering terribly versus a lot of QBs in the secondary. Um, just going for blitzes a lot of the time, and I'm not exactly sure why. And Javante just was always being shared time with Melvin Gordon too much for either of them to develop very well. So... I'm really excited to see what these guys are going to look like with, you know, a proven leader like Russell Wilson and um, a offensively minded coach in Hackett. I think that this team has a great future ahead of it. And so with that, I want to say that George Patton is doing an incredible job as the GM of this team right now. I think that this Russell Wilson deal is huge. Um, I already thought that they kind of fleeced the Rams getting two picks for Vaughn because I thought Vaughn was going to be retiring this year. And I was like, wow, okay, two draft picks um, for a Super Bowl. Okay, I guess so. That's fair. But and then for a potential, you know, for a little more marginal return for a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Um, But then 
now Vaughn is coming back. And so we robbed the Rams, I would say. Just got these two draft picks that we're going to use to, you know, shore up for the fact that we gave two this year for Russell. Um, so great move from him. All of his other trades were great moves. This deal, I think, I saw like um, ESPN graded the trade as a D plus for the Seahawks and an A minus for the Broncos. So yeah, we made out like bandits on this Russell Wilson trade as well. I think that the Seahawks probably got the best that they could get because they kind of backed themselves into a corner a little bit on this situation. But um, (laughs) I think it's pretty funny that a week ago, I was really worried that we were going to try to risk it a year on Drew Locke and then, you know, hope that next year uh, someone from the draft like Malik would be ready to take over. And now it seems like that's going to be the Seahawks plan. So I wish them well. (laughs) Um, I'm so grateful for George Patton taking over this job as GM. And I think that this new era of Denver is very exciting. Um, And so with that, because this is sort of me announcing the end of the hunger strike era I just want to say that in hindsight, I think I was a little too hard on John. In fact, I'm going to say I was too hard on John Iola um, as GM. I think that the legacy of John Iola as a member of the Broncos franchise will forget these last five years once we return to our traditional dominant form. Um, I think that most people will say that the worst thing that the guy did was that he was bad at picking QBs like he was bad at at getting QBs for the team after the Peyton Manning deal and it's like yeah that's fair he was really bad at getting QBs after the Peyton Manning deal but that's after arguably the best QB move of this century because the Patriots arguably tripped into Tom Brady drafting him like 200th overall um Buccaneers only got two years out of Tom Brady Maybe this deal uh, with that the Rams did for Stafford could end up being bigger than the Peyton Manning deal, but unless it is, John Elway still did the best QB move of this century with QB moves being his weakest area, and I think he just wanted to leave the team in a good place um, and could tell that he wasn't going to nail the QB and head coach carousel, and the fact that he stepped down and not only stepped down, but hired Patton just proves that this dude is a great leader. I think it's the mark of a great leader to know um, when you're not doing your job correctly and, and hand over the reins to somebody else and not make it a power struggle. Um, and not to mention Elway played our cap space so well that allowed us to have this roster that in my opinion is like top three or four sans QB. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, uh, just I just wanted to put out there some positive John Elway energy. I think he's not a great guy personally, but as a member of the Broncos, um, he's the only franchise QB we've ever had. He took us to five Q- Super Bowls as a QB, won two of them, took us to two Super Bowls as GM, won two of them. I mean, won one of them. Uh, took Peyton to two and won one, and the ex- half the time the Colts did it, I want to point out. So... John Elway, as a Bronco, greatest member of the franchise of all time, and I wanted to say that. Um, and one other thing I wanted to say is, I'm sure that this all is like, oh, boo-hoo, like you guys have been bad for the last five years, like 
Because I get it. Like, the Broncos are a traditionally dominant franchise. And like I said earlier, like, we're still on one of the lowest Super Bowl hunger strikes in the league. Um, it's not, not hunger strikes, Super Bowl droughts in the league. Like, because we, we won six years ago. But I don't care because this is my team. And I love Denver Broncos football. And I want us to be the best team in the league. And so if you're sitting there thinking that you're you're sensing some Broncos should be the best team in the league spoiledness in me, you're correct because that is what I want. And I think if you search your heart of hearts, that's what you want for your team too. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this NFL is Extra Point. If you liked it, please let us know. I think we're just going to do it for the offseason, but I don't know. I could see it creeping into the regular season too. Hopefully Drew will have a topic that he'll be into soon. So um, my name is Jacob Wilkinson and the kick is good.